It's another day. I'm another John, and this is another note. Today's edition of Another Note is titled "Those Who Are Suffering." Our scripture reference today is First Peter, chapter three, verses eight through eighteen. As always, may the Lord add His blessing to the reading and hearing of His holy word. Finally, all of you have unity of spirit, sympathy, love for one another, a tender heart, and a humble mind. Do not repay evil for evil. Or abuse for abuse, but on the contrary, repay with a blessing. It is for this that you were called, that you might inherit a blessing. For those who desire life and desire to see good days, let them keep their tongues from evil and their lips from speaking deceit. Let them turn away from evil and do good. Let them seek peace and pursue it, for the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and His ears are open to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Now, who will harm you if you are eager to do what is good? But even if you do suffer for doing what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear what they fear. And do not be intimidated, but in your hearts sanctify Christ as Lord. Always be ready to make your defense to anyone who demands from you an accounting for the hope that is in you. Yet, do it with gentleness and reverence. Keep your conscience clear, so that when you are maligned, those who abuse you for your good conduct in Christ may be put to shame. For it is better to suffer for doing good, if suffering should be God's will, than to suffer for doing evil. For Christ also suffered for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, in order to bring you to God. He was put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's talk suffering. By now, I'll assume you know I don't give much merit to American Christians who cry persecution here. That's not to say there aren't legitimate concerns about religious freedom. By and large, most people of faith traditions, Christian and otherwise, feel those apprehensions. Generally speaking, Christians in the U.S. have mistaken a fall from religious dominance. For persecution, we can point to noticeable shifts in societal perspectives to explain this feeling. A lot of the blame, though, falls at the feet of the church. We've been untrustworthy. We've been poor witnesses to the gospel. While preaching forgiveness, we brought shame. We masked abuse to protect ourselves and our ministry. With boldness, the church told the rest of the world how wrong it was, while ignoring its own faults. Is it any wonder people outside the faith 
don't trust the church. And all that clouds our sense of suffering. Most of our congregations know the feeling of struggle to maintain the status quo, but we don't know suffering for the gospel's sake. At times, the church has made people suffer, whether it was the lure of power or the supposed defense of orthodox belief and practice, the church has often been a heavy hitter. And there are many times as well the church, or at least people of God, have been the aim of persecution. It still happens. It is still happening around the world today. As Christians, we need a developed understanding of suffering. The true struggle against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms necessitates that we do. Suffering as a result of the gospel requires our willingness to decide what the good news means to us. First Peter has in mind those Christians who are suffering the ones who worship in secret to avoid death from their governments, those imprisoned for their unwillingness to recant their convictions, congregations who hear of their sanctuaries closed and burned to the ground. That's the suffering First Peter anticipates Christians will face. Now, thankfully, not all of us do. And that's why it irks me when we conflate our fall from grace into persecution. And the question remains, are we prepared to face that kind of suffering? How would we respond? First Peter 3 lays out a few responses for us. And Peter's point is one I pray we hold close to us, that even in the face of persecution, our witness would hold strong. As you face suffering for the sake of the gospel, that the Lord would strengthen your heart and mine. Make all that we declare about the goodness of God real enough to believe in with all of our heart and all of our life. And if we do not face such suffering, how will we support our sisters and brothers of faith who are? Stay blessed. supporting another note this is our daily devotional i'll keep writing and recording as long as you keep listening and we keep growing if you ever find another note on itunes or anywhere else podcasts are available make sure to leave a review so others can join us the easiest way to connect with me is online at anotherjohn.com